You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everybody. This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. And uh, tonight, what I'm bringing you is is a series that's quickly becoming a a favorite of mine just because there's so much fun to do. And that is the the He Said, She Said, where I'm joined by... uh, very dear friend of mine, uh, Cuckoldress Scarlet. Why don't you say hi to everybody, Scarlet? Hi, everyone. <laughs> so glad that everyone's enjoying the episodes, and I'm back again. Oh no, you 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 will be a reoccurring theme here. So, yeah, this 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 is going to be That's a regular awesome. thing. So, for those of you who don't know, what this series is all about is uh, Scarlet and I talk all the time. And we have these in-depth conversations about the lifestyle and we go off on all of these different tangents. And I was kind of thinking like, wow, it would be really cool if, if people were able to hear what we talk about, just an experienced bull, an experienced cuckoldress, both of us active in the lifestyle, you know, in our, in our respective cities and just talking about things that we experience, things that we go through, things that we see, things that we hear, our perspectives on it, our takes, and, and, and it just kind of fits what I'm all about, which is, I just like to get people to think, you know, it's not about being up on any kind of soapbox and preaching to anybody. It's just, Hey, here's some food for thought. Try looking at it this way. Or how would you handle this situation? Or you and your wife talk about this, or you and your boy talk about this, or you and your girlfriends talk about that. Like whoever it is that you talk to just giving you a topic to discuss, you know, starting a conversation. Um, that's something that I enjoy. That's something that I, I really like doing. And it's one of the reasons why I really enjoying, enjoy doing this particular series because there really is no framework to it. It's just two people in a lifestyle just talking. So with that being said, uh, one of the things that I was talking to Scarlett about is we have a, I have a friend of mine and the subject of respect came up respect in the sense of you know and mainly this is a party thing like hopefully no one's experienced it in a one-on-one type of debt dynamic but it, it is something that does occur in party or group gathering uh, type scenarios about that respect and uh, Scarlett won't you kind of give the people an idea of what we were talking about as far as that respect thing like how it pertains to what we're talking about like respect in what context yeah, absolutely. You know, um, after our last episode, I, I've spent a little bit of time reminiscing about pre-COVID, what I enjoyed about the party scenes, the lifestyle events, and some of the things I didn't enjoy. And I think our conversation with our mutual friend really highlighted a few things that I didn't enjoy, um, especially as a woman being at those events. Sometimes you are approached in ways that are not the most respectful. <laughs> and it is definitely an experience that once you have it, you kind of become heightened. So guys approaching you or guys approaching your husband or your cock and 
they may speak to him, but they're not speaking to you. You know, these, these subtle gestures that can really send a message that, hey, you know, I'm right here. You can talk with me about whether or not you'd like to play with me. I've had this happen to me several times, especially when I transitioned into cuckolding because um, I do navigate the party scene a lot as a single woman or I will accompany my bowls. That was part of my transition. And I started noticing this happening more and more. And, you know, it was interesting to hear another woman's perspective on it because it, it, it's amazing how it just little effort it takes to feel respected. But yet for some reason, as a single woman or as a woman in a group of women, it's so often that that respect is just left at the door. And it can be assumed that because we're scantily clad at a lifestyle party that we're just there for one thing. And so that I think is where the, the basis of respect comes in. Cause those guys that are respectful in their approach get so much further, whether he's talking to a single woman or a couple, Um, And so that's that's where I think uh, what I'd like to dive into today, what your experience with that has been. Well, let me kind of give give everybody the setup on on what the the gist of the conversation was. Uh, This mutual friend that she was that she was referring to. Was talking about, you know, being in a a party type scenario and, and say that there's say there's a woman. She was saying that she was in a scene where there was a woman playing. And a guy entered the room and he asked the guy, it was like two other guys there. And he asked them, Hey, is she with you? One guy said, no. He asked the other guy, is she with you? Other guy said, no. And since both guys said no, he basically took it upon himself to start touching this woman. Meaning he never asked her if it was okay for him to touch her. He asked the guys, like fair game. right? Like he asked the guys and since she wasn't with either of them, he just took it upon himself to, you know, to feel her up. And this, you know, as my friend watched this in her mind, she's like, well, wait a minute. Why, why don't you ask her, you know, almost like how these women at these parties are, seen as like disembodied kind of beings like, Hey, well, she's there and she's fucking. So it's fair game. And again, this is not about trying to come off as preachy. The, 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 the purpose to me is if you're a guy doing this, are you aware that you're doing it? Cause some guys might not be aware mm. of it. So my thing is we're bringing it to your attention. We want you to ask yourself, Hey, have I ever done that? You know, if you're a woman listening to this, have you ever found yourself in that situation? If so, how did it make you feel? Did you keep your feelings to yourself? Did you speak up? Because I'll be honest, being in this lifestyle for so long and, and, and you know, seeing so many different types of women, I have to be honest. I know that there are women who, for whatever reason, they get off on that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's their right. I mean, that's one of the, the great things about being in this lifestyle is you get to explore all of these different taboo type things. And, you know, for the women that, that, that enjoy that, for the women that get off on that, more power to them. But as a guy, right. you can't assume that, you know, because this woman is there, I don't care if she just fucked 10 guys. 
it doesn't mean that you have mm. the green light to just do whatever you know you want to do. So I think the purpose of, of you and I talking about this is just to make people aware that this practice goes on. And so what I'm curious to find out is for you posing that question to you, is that a situation that you found yourself in before? Oh, absolutely. And it's so fascinating that you coined that. You said, how did that make you feel as a woman being in that situation? Did you keep it to yourself? I think that more of us keep it, and I'll just speak for myself. I have kept it to myself in the past. And oftentimes it's difficult to hold, you know, bring voice to what I'm feeling. I'll give you an example. Um, I was at a lifestyle club and I was walking around scantily clad and this gentleman came up to me and said, you look nice tonight. And I said, thank you. And I kept it moving. I was literally in passing when I saw him. And later on in the evening, I was standing actually um, right in front of the playrooms and he came up. I didn't even notice him, but I felt somebody grab my arm and I looked behind me and it was that guy. And he said, didn't I tell you, you look nice tonight. And I shook my arm away from him. And thankfully there was the staff member at the club was standing right there. He saw everything that happened and he was able to come up and intervene. I've been in situations where I was not that lucky, uh, where there wasn't a staff member right there to see clearly that he had touched me without my consent, which is just, and the amazing thing about this is that these rules apply to everyone, right? I, as a woman, it would be disrespectful for me to come into a play scenario and just start touching someone in the same way it would be disrespectful for a man. There's no double standard here, you know, but it, it's it's fascinating to me the way that that people kind of I guess don't think that that as women we play abide by the same rules. If I'm going to touch someone in a party situation, I'm absolutely going to ask consent and get enthusiastic consent before I do that. And so that was just an example. And and my first thought, Michael, after that situation occurred, was, wow, if I was another woman, that would have completely ruined my night. And I was saying that as an empathetic statement because I didn't allow it to ruin my night, but I know that based on what other women have been through, based on trauma that they may have experienced, they could have been having a great time and someone grabbed their arm in a rather aggressive way and that could have just ruined it and made them feel very unsafe, you know? Um, And so, I I mean, that's a small example but it's it's just again that kind of assumption that well she's here she's scantily clad she must want to be touched and it's like no you yeah. cannot make that assumption. I mean, uh, uh, I, I I've tried to be really good at screening that type of behavior out at my gatherings, um, but sometimes things slip through the cracks. And one thing that I've seen that. I've had to check guys on and I make sure that I let guys know that I'm looking out for this type of behavior when they come to my parties is I've been in situations where, you know, a a couple is there, a woman is there and you know, she's, this is the the time period before the playing starts Mm -hmm. and a guy won't, he'll, he'll see her and she's obviously caught his eye, but for whatever reason, 
he doesn't approach her. He doesn't say anything to her. He doesn't go over to her and introduce himself or anything. And then another guy will come over and kind of put in the work and, and get her to start playing. And next thing you know, she's playing with this guy. And then that same guy who was watching her before, next thing you know, he's standing in front of her with his dick out. Right. Having, yep. ha- having not said two words to her, just standing there in front of her, almost basically saying, hey, can I put my dick in your mouth? And I, and right, you're playing now, so yeah, let me get in on this. Yeah, right. And you know, my thing is always that should not be her first time seeing you. Like when she looks up and you're standing there with your cock out, her thought process should not be okay. And you are, you know, like if you <laughs> see somebody that catches your eye, it, it it doesn't take much to introduce yourself. You know, if you are that shy where you have trouble just approaching a woman, approaching a couple, saying, hello, my name is so-and-so, you know, I was standing on the other side of the room, your wife caught my eye, she's very attractive, you're a lucky man, you know, what would it take for me to get to play with her? You know, as, mm-hmm. as, as awkward as that may sound, couples appreciate the honesty because at least you're putting in the effort to find out, you know, if you can't even do that one basic thing that honestly, why are you at a party? Why, like, why are you even there? You know, because I've, I've seen it. I've seen guys do that at other parties. And that's why I make it a point to let them know, you know, you know, um, you know, because what it reminds me of is, I, I, I think they're called remoras. The, the, the animals, the little parasites that you see that attach themselves to sharks, they don't do any hunting on their mm-hmm. own. They wait for the sharks to make the kill, and then they feed off of the leftovers that the sharks. That's how I see those kinds of guys. Like, you don't have the, you know, the courage to go up there and break the ice and introduce yourself and, you know... And, 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 and make this woman feel comfortable and get her to the point where she wants to play with her. You, you can't do that. You'll let the next guy come and do it. And then the moment her clothes come off, you're right over there trying to play, you know, mm. reaching out, you know, squeezing her, touching her, whatever. And you haven't said two words to her, you know? And so if, if, if you're that type of guy and you're listening to this, don't do that. Be better, do better. And if you're a woman who has found herself in that situation, I know that it's not always easy, but understand that if you don't say anything, you're giving the impression that this type of behavior is okay. Right. And then he's just going to go and do it to the next woman. Yeah, we have to hold that accountability, right? Because, and I think a lot of women may, and I mean, I've had this thought, oh, maybe he's not meaning to be disrespectful. Trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, oh, like extending it beyond what is really the benefit of the doubt, right? Because I've I've been in situations where, you know, and I see that if a guy sees me playing at a party, it can be easy to make an assumption I'm being dirty and slutty and, you know, I may be having a great time with a couple of guys, 
but you can't assume that I just met those guys tonight. I may have known these guys from, you know, I may have played with them many times at other parties. But all you're seeing is, oh, she's really here to play. You know, I'm going to get in on that. But you you don't really understand the fullness of what's going on in this dynamic. And it doesn't take long to find out, you know, just like you said, that may sound awkward, but it's actually really simple to find out, you know, what a woman or what a couple is there at the party to do and what they're curious about and interested in experiencing. Um, and so clarifying those things, even though it may sound awkward, is so worthwhile. Because, you know, then you get to be the chance to be the guy that, you know, I know at the party and it played with reliably at the party. But if you just come in on me like that, you're probably not going to gonna get that status, you know? One thing that, that, and you and I've had this conversation, one thing that does, whenever I hear about this mm-hmm. type of thing happening, and I've, I've seen guys in that situation where, They'll do that and a woman will check them. And then the guy's response, whether he says it or not to her, I've heard these things in private where they feel like she's overreacting. And, mm-hmm. and, and this is going to be an uncomfortable segment for some people to hear. I, I understand that, but I still think that it needs to be said. Whenever I hear about this type of thing going on, it makes me... You know, especially in today's climate with everything going on with more women, you know, speaking up about how they were treated and, and taken advantage of and, and, and things of that nature. Is. I, I don't think I think that there are certain men out there who don't really grasp. The seriousness of. The harassment and abuse that women go through. And mm-hmm. what I often find myself saying is there, there's, there's something that makes men uncomfortable because I, I've, it's, it's something that I very rarely hear guys talking about. I'm, I'm 51 years old now and I haven't heard, I've heard guys talk about all kinds of stuff. I can't tell you if I've ever heard guys talk about this and that is if you take the five women in your life who you are closest to, not, not including your own children, be it your wife, sister, mother, aunt, best friend, whatever. As a man, I challenge you to do this. And it's not going to be easy, but I challenge you to do this just to give you some perspective. Go to each one of those women and ask her, you know, in a, in a frank kind of conversation, if she's ever been sexually abused. And I'm, not, I'm not saying just go up to her and blurt it out, you know, because there are some women that still struggle with this, that still haven't come to grips with it and are still carrying the scars and the pain of that. Mm. But you, before you ask that question, just prepare to be knocked out because I guarantee you even if it's one, it's going to affect you. And God forbid it be someone that you're related to because chances are the person who did that to them is somebody not only that you probably know, but somebody who you probably have fond memories of. 
hold in high esteem. Yeah. Right. Be it a, a, a family friend, be it an uncle, you know, what have you. And, you know, I, I, I've had to do this myself and I, I still struggle with it, you know, because I have a younger sister and she and I have had this talk, you know, and it's, it's demoralizing because now you have to figure out, do I, can I still have positive memories of this person knowing what they did? And of course, this is not an easy conversation to have, but I think that as long as guys can kind of keep themselves distant from and say, oh, well, that happens to those women over there. Right. Then they never, they're never forced to confront it. But when you find out that, oh, shit, this happened to my mother. Oh, shit, this happened to my sister. Oh, shit, this happened to my aunt. You know, damn, my best friend since high school. It, it happened to her, too. Like, if you find out about those things, then you understand why just taking liberties and thinking that you can touch a woman without asking her, you know, why it can be such a painful thing. And like I said, I, I, you know, I, I, I know that that's not the type of thing that people come to expect to hear us talking about on this show, but I, I gotta be real, you know, and. No, I'm so glad that you, that you said that it, it's important to the context of exactly what we're talking about. You know, it, 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 for a long time, I think that, um, you know, women who have experienced sexual assault, uh, you know, uh, or have experienced sexual harassment, you know, we carry those things with us <laughs> and, and I am one, you know, and it does shape your interactions with men. And for a long time, you know, people made assumptions about the way that women who've experienced sexual assault have their sexuality and lead their lives. And we know now that everybody copes with it differently. And that's why you have to carry the most respectful approach when you're approaching a woman in a sexual scenario. In You, you simply can't make assumptions that she's there and totally comfortable in the environment, you have to ask that question. Are you comfortable with this? Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's, it's fascinating because, uh, you know, I think that if men keep that at the forefront of their minds, you're, you're not often to run into these situations. And as a woman, we do need to hold people accountable. Uh, even though for a long time, I'll be honest, that was uncomfortable for me. I didn't want to be one of those women that that uh, were saying, oh, you know, Scarlett's overreacting. But it got to a point where it was like, no, <laughs> I am not overreacting. I trust myself. I trust my feelings. And if this isn't right, it's not right. And I'm going to let you know out of respect for you, too, you know. Um, and just like you said, ensuring that the next woman doesn't get treated that way. It, there's no way that we can do that unless we voice what we're feeling and voice it confidently. Now, one thing that I, that I do want to say, because I, I, I can hear the guys and I can understand how it can be a little confusing because you have so many different dynamics. For example, right. I've talked about on my podcast that I have a slave 
when she and I go to parties, you know, especially in the beginning, people knew you had to go through me if you wanted to play with her. Mm. If you were to go to mm. her and express a desire to play with her, she would direct you to me. Oh, you got to ask my daddy. You know what I'm saying? Because that's, right. that's our dynamic. So I can understand guys being a little unsure because it's like, okay, what is their dynamic? Is, is he the dominant over her? Do I ask her first and wait for her to direct me to him? Or as the dominant, is he going to see me as being disrespectful because I went to her first and didn't recognize his dominance? Or if it's a couple, if I go to her first, is the husband going to think that I'm mm-hmm. bypassing him? Like there's a lot. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's a lot. And what I always do to kind of err on the side of caution is just introduce yourself to them as a couple first. Like if you, if, like if you see them and they're not playing, then obviously you can go and introduce yourself to both and just start talking to them. If she, if she happens to catch your eye while she's playing, if you, if you take a few minutes to just watch, just observe. Right. You'll pretty easily be able to pick out which guy is the one looking after her. You mm-hmm. know, because usually he's the one who's moving the least. You know, he's he's standing in one spot. You know, he may be you may see him holding, <laughs> you know, a dress, skirt, shoes, purse, bottle of water, you know, and if she's busy, you know, you can, you can go to him first and just introduce yourself. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm so-and-so. Um, it looks like this woman is with you. Is that correct? He's either going to say yes or no. If he says no, right, okay. You can't go wrong. Right. Exactly. You, I've never seen anything bad happen from asking questions. You know what I'm saying? Like I've never, I'll repeat it. I've never seen anything bad happen from asking questions. Now I've seen bad things happen from making assumptions and I've seen bad Mm. things happen, you know, from, from not asking a question, you know, but it's, it's, it's not worth putting your foot in your mouth or coming off the wrong way. When all you had to do was ask a simple question. So I get it guys especially for those of you who are, who are kind of new to the party scene and, and you, you haven't really gotten a lot of experience and you look at it and be like, well, how do I know? How do I know who to approach first? You know, am I disrespecting him by approaching her first? Am I disrespecting her by approaching him first? And, you know, the answer to that question is just approach by asking, hey, what is your dynamic? Hey, I'm not trying to be offensive, but I just, you know, I, you know, I want to make sure that I'm approaching you guys the right way. So what is, what is your dynamic? We love to answer that question. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we want to answer that question. We, we'd love to tell you, you know, it's, it's, you're, you're not going to go wrong that way and you're going to be able to kickstart a really sexy, you know, conversation. We, we didn't come here to hide, (laughs) you know, we, we came here to, to express ourselves and be seen and, and you don't have folks ask questions and ask questions of our own. So I can agree more with that. That's because I will say that's this really excellent advice. Everyone who listens to my podcast knows that I am a big fan of sluts. I love sluts. 
I happen to be friends with some extremely slutty women. I mean, very, very slutty women. And because of the dynamic that we have, because of the relationship that we have, I know I can say things to these women. I can do things with these women. You know, I can come off the cuff and just make comments to these women. But I can guarantee you this, for each and every slut that I know, things always started off on a respectful note. Always. Every single relationship I have, I don't care how slutty she is, always starts on a respectful note. In other words, I have earned the right to talk to them that way, to treat them that way. Exactly. To look at them that way. I've earned that right. I've earned that respect because I always walk through that respect door first. You know, even if the first time I see her, she's taking, you know, she's in a fucking bukkake and getting nutted all over. I'm still going to approach that woman with respect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just because she's doing yeah. that, just because she's airtight and just because she's being spit roasted or whatever, doesn't mean that I can just walk up and unzip my pants and put my junk in her face. Oh yeah. my gosh, you're reminding me of another story. But please, well, please share, Scarlett. You know we love hearing story time oh. with Scarlett. Oh, story time with Scarlett. I'm so glad. Okay. Well, when you said that, it reminded me of another scenario like this. This was actually at the first or second party that I went to solo. Um, and I was having a great night. I was having a lot of fun. Much of what you just described, this slut was doing <laughs> at that party. And it, it was getting late. And I just wanted to take a breather. So... I got up and got dressed and went outside, got some fresh air, and I was the only one on like the patio at the time. And I was looking at my phone and I hear the sliding glass door open and I look up and there's a guy standing there and he kind of mumbled something to me. I I didn't quite catch what he said, so I said, "What? Well, excuse me." And he said, "Hey, uh, I saw you playing in there." I was like, "Yeah." Yeah, I was playing in there and I just kind of looked back down at my phone because I didn't really see where the conversation was going. And I look up a moment later and he's walking towards me with his, you know, his fly on zip touching his dick. And he said to me, let me see what that head does. That was what he said to me. I, I guess that was his idea of getting enthusiastic consent. And I just said, no. <laughs> I'm taking a break, like very, very clearly told him that. And so his response to that was not to zip up his pants and say, okay, you know, I understand, you know, maybe I'll see you later. But his response was just to stand there and keep playing with himself as he's looking at me, as if he's literally waiting for me to start playing again. And I was very uncomfortable in that moment. Thankfully, I was kind of saved by the bell some other folks came out on the patio and I like kind of excused myself out and kind of left him out there. But it's like, dude, read the room. Yeah. <laughs> like I am obviously not playing right now, you know, like it is. And I mean, I'm not to put him on blast. Like I'm not trying to do that, but this is just like another example of how, you know, how, and, and I get for guys, it's confusing. I would feel confused. I, I, you know, I initially, I get that because you have so many different dynamics. You have 
dominance and submissives and couples that share power equitably. And it's like, who do I talk to and what do I do? But that I don't think is going to be a winning approach regardless who you're talking to. <laughs> you know, it's like, dude, don't, don't, don't have your dick out and come walking towards me. Like it's, it's just not going to be a winning approach. Um, and I did not play with him that night. Yeah. You know, no, it, I- it, he lost out on his shot. So it, it, it's just, it, this stuff is so, it's so simple, but I think it, it really needs to be said because I will be the biggest slut for you if, like you said, you walk in through that respect door. And then we can start talking and communicating and build up the tension. And even if I'm at a party where I really want to be slutted out, I would also like to have, when I want to take a break and have a drink, respect it. You know, right. uh, I'm here for more than one thing. I'm also here to socialize. I'm also here to talk to people. I'm not just here to have my legs open, you know? I mean, I, I, I guess... You know, what I can say is if you, if you, if, if your mindset is I'm going to be respectful for everybody that I deal with, you're going to have success more often than not. Right. You're going to have a much higher success rate. I'm not going to sit here and say that everybody you approach, if you're respectful, that you're going to get to play with her. No, it doesn't work like that. There still has to be chemistry. There still has to be attraction. Right. You know, just because you're respectful doesn't mean that that's the, that's the secret to her opening her legs. In other words, you can't be like, well, hey, I treated you nice. Like expect, like you can't go mm. into it with an expectation of, you know, I'm respectful. That's going to be the key to, to getting to play with her. There still has to be chemistry and attraction. Um, Definitely. You don't want to forsake those, those things. You know, you, in other words, I, I guess if I could sum it up, you don't want to be that guy, you know, you, <laughs> you, you don't want to be that guy. Now don't get me wrong. That guy, he gets to play sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like he had, oh, and, sure. and, yeah, yeah, and 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 that's Don't why they keep lucky. doing, yeah, yeah, and that's why they keep doing it because they will get lucky every once in a while, and that they they only notice the successes. They don't pay any attention to the failures. So in their mind, it works one out of ten times. Hey, it works. You know, so so they're going to keep doing it, but that's that's not how you approach this as a lifestyle. That's not how you set yourself up for long term success. So, you know. I, I, I try to keep these, he says, she says at a, at a certain time. And, uh, you know, again, we just want to get people to think we want to get people to talk. We want to get people to have conversations, even if they're uncomfortable conversations, just have conversations, just talk about it. Like I said, if you're a guy, ask yourself, Oh, damn, have I ever done that? If you're a woman, have I ever been in that situation? If you have, what did I do about it? What did mm-hmm. I learn from it? How can I keep from, you know, you know, being in that situation again, if you're a husband, you know, have you ever found yourself in that situation? Have you ever seen your wife in that situation? How did you handle it? You know, if you've never been to a party, talk about it. What would we do if we found ourselves in that type of scenario? So that preparation is the best. Exactly. So that if you ever find yourself in it, you're not caught off guard. So with that being said, uh, Scarlett, before we tie this up, is there anything that you want to say to the people on this topic? 
well, maybe, you know, after COVID, because I am yearning to go back to a party. <laughs> so maybe after COVID, we'll come back to, to the party scene and we'll all have thought a little harder, you know, and be a little bit more prepared to let loose and have fun and treat everybody with respect. That would be awesome. I'm really looking forward to that day, Michael. Well, I don't know because of COVID and everything. I don't know when that date is going to be, but I know there's going to be a date at some point in the future where not only are we at the same party, but where we are going to broadcast afterwards and talk about it. Oh, I can't wait. And talk yes. about what happened <laughs> over the course. That, like, that's an episode that I'm really looking forward to doing. And once, you know, oh, me too. we get past this whole <laughs> yeah. COVID thing, hopefully it'll be at, 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 at who knows, maybe it'll be a splash in, in Texas. It you could know. be a splash. Yes, you know. absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. You know, so with that being said, uh, this has been another episode of He Said, She Said. You know, hopefully you all learned something tonight. You know, if not, so be it. But again, like I said, all we're trying to do is enlighten and, and, and spark conversation. So on behalf of the lovely Cuckoldra Scarlet, I'm your host, Michael C. with the Keys and Anklets podcast. And again, before I go, just special shout out to my Patreon supporters. You know who you are. You know, I appreciate every last one of you. You make this thing go and I show my gratitude by maintaining my high standard. And I, I, I just hope that you all know that, you know, so thank you all. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you when I see you. Peace. <laughs>